0: This episode of the Boys and Bovo podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Groomers TV YouTube channel.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 78 of Celtic Loomers TV, the and Bottle podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Join us tonight. We have Jonas from Dutton United. Our phone page to the podcast is www.celticlooms.co.uk You can always check out all our links to the podcast in the description below. On tonight's show we will look ahead to tomorrow night's Scottish Cup court final between Dundee United and Celtic. Jonas will give us his view on Celtic so far since the, the winter break. We will see what he thinks Dundee United's preparations for the game will be, and we will ask Jonas if Dundee United fans are happy with Tam courts at the moment. Mark will talk us through what he pep preparations will be, and we'll get both lads' thoughts on the game ahead. Mark do shout outs and he'll bring Jonas onto the show.
0: Thanks very much, Paul. Just quick shout outs to uh, Tim a Glasgow Green, a Chinese in his family. Uh, Hey, that's, I think that's all I've got in my head now, Paul. Uh, who's on your chat here? Bobby Sutherland, Jabbera Jobbies, POWL. Thanks for joining us, lads. Uh, we're at, still at 500. Well, we're back up, I think, Paul. back up to 534 subs. They say two wee weirdos. <laughs> I, I bet they'll unsubscribe on the show tonight, probably, just to piss me off a bit more. Uh, but really it's fantastic. Thanks very much for everybody it helps us out and joins in on the live chat and that. Uh, if you know how to uh, leave a comment on the videos, that helps us with the YouTube algorithm and things like that. Uh, hit the thumbs up button and hope you enjoy it. Hail, hail
2: lads. On this one? On you go Paul. Uh, so Celtic travelled to Townside so tomorrow night where they face Dundee United. Uh, kick off at 75. As all the Cup ties, there's no favourites in these one-off matches and the Scottish Cup quarter-final will be no different uh, tomorrow night. The season so far, we've played Dund- Dundee United three times. The 26th December, 1-1 off to draw. The 5th December, Celtic won 3 nil at Talladega. And the most recent, the 29th of January, Celtic won one nil at Celtic Park. Celtic saw so in, Dece- in December, Celtic won the Cup. Uh, was the only game that Celtic looked threatening are we expecting to see Jonas with us hi lads evening
1: Evening, Jonas thanks very much for coming on again bud Uh, thanks for having me might be the last time if the result doesn't go in your favour boys and one so (laughs) (laughs) are you confident are you quietly confident then Nah, I'm not really. But ugh, what can you do? It's a one-off game, is it? So
2: I see what happens. That's what I was. That's that's, that's what I just said. You know, like Scottish Cup, like you put league positions out of the way, and but if Dundee United you know, want to get any cup success, that's the way they 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 should be treating this game, shouldn't they? Ah, of course, yeah, Like I mean, the Scottish Cup out with probably out with Celtic like
1: and Rangers going for the league. The Scottish Cup is the best opportunity, and the League Cup for all the other clubs to win something. So. It's to be, everybody, you've got to take it seriously, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: just before we get into the game, Jonas, just with Celtic torn around the league at the moment, like we're, we're top of the table after the winter break. Have you been impressed on Celtic so far after the winter break, the way Ange has got his, his full team you now and they seem to be hitting the all cylinders?
1: Yeah, this, obviously they've, they've got their squad together now. And they've got the players gelling and things like that because obviously there was a big turnaround of players and it was always going to take a wee bit of time for the squad to sort of gel. But they're they're starting to churn out results on a consistent basis now. So yeah, they look as if they're clicking into gear, which is a wee bit unfortunate for us considering that we're away to play. It's like but
2: <laughs> but just go go by tomorrow, honest like you said, like you're not too quite quite the confident. There. Why is that? Is it because of the way you have been lately? You know, you're sitting in seventh place and the things haven't been kind of going your way on the camp courts at the moment? I, I don't think, like, I mean, there's only one
1: point between fourth and ninth, so the argument, yeah. it, it, it's not, it's not that we're not being, it's just, I think the way Celtic have sort of picked up now, they seem to be playing quite well and the thing is as well, obviously, they've got better players and nine times out of ten, if Celtic turn up, they should win the game, but, like I say, we'll hopefully have a few guys back from injury and in that for tomorrow. So you never know. It's, it's the Scottish Cup and it's a one-off game, uh, so there's always a chance.
0: There's, there's always a possibility. Upsets in the Cup isn't there, really. I mean, we've seen them all over the years. I've just actually looked up reading up there. Uh, Jonas a bit like uh, Charlie Mulgrew didn't he play against Hearts and Tony Watt? Was he injured or something as well?
1: Aye, so he came off injured against um, Livingston. Uh, a week, two weeks past Wednesday, and then Mulgrew grew, but he, but just because of his age, he just gets managed, so he doesn't really play. If there's a game week with two or three games in a week, he never, he rarely plays two or nice. three in the spin. So he was just managed for his game time, I think. But uh, so Tony, he'll be, he'll be back. The more the more than eight Yeah, but, yeah, I would imagine he will be because I don't think it was an injury. I think it was just game management because he's just turned thirty-six, so he's not playing. He's not going to be playing two or three games a week anymore. You know what I mean? And I'm, I've, I've said on our forum the other day We were talking about
0: the team we would go further put scales into our team for the height Because, I mean, Mulgrew's set-pieces They've got to be a threat to us I mean, the way we've been defending set-pieces all season you've, I mean, Mulgrew, that's one good thing about him Do you know what I mean? He can ping a good cross into the box for a set-piece and things like that So he could be important to use more of his him if he's back Yeah, and
1: I think the. The other thing is, as well, he's probably the best ball-playing centre-half we've got, so it sort of helps us retain possession when, when we're coming out from the back. Because you notice when he's not in the team, the other lads are decent defenders, but they're maybe not as good with the ball at their feet, so it tends to be more sort of, it goes more direct when is not in the team, whereas he looks to pick a pass, so it helps us build from the back as well. <laughs>
2: like, go oh by... The games this season, to be honest, we we, we played you three times, uh, two wins and a draw um, for for Celtic. But like, take out the 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 Tannardice game. The two games have been pretty close. Like, do do you think Tan courts will go all out defence, or will he attack us like the first game in, in January when we played you when he came to Parkhead? I
1: don't I don't think you'll go all out defence, but you'll not go gung ho either because if we're trying to go man for man and like try and attack Celtic like high up the park, then they've got better players and will probably get picked off. So you'll you'll not be overly cautious, but the game plan will probably be to stay in the game because the problem we've got is we can't concede an early goal tomorrow. So I'll probably be conservative for the first, try and see out the first 15, 20 minutes and then sort of build your way into the game. I think that's probably the approach that we'll go for, depending on who's fit for tomorrow as well. So it'll depend on who we've actually got available. So we'll need to wait and see.
0: Yeah, you, if you, you have, get, if you get if you can get past the first fifteen minutes of that, you we we start to struggle, didn't really, really, didn't we, Paul? If mm-hmm. we don't get if we don't get that early goal, we seem to it becomes a bit of a chore, didn't it? We seem to, uh, even the fans but, and that start getting love, on their back a
2: bit. we? We start overthinking the game and overthinking our passes, and we just come one dim one dimensional, don't we?
0: We uh, be really do. I think, uh, but you is saying that that could be. Bundy it's kind of approach, knowing that if Celtic don't get that early goal in the first fifteen or minutes or so, it does become a kind of. I, I do say, Paul, it just become it becomes a bit desperate looking at times, isn't it? It's as if, they're, like I don't, I don't want like to say trying too hard, but it's a weird time. When I mean, even in the Livingston game, Paul, you're not getting that early goal, and it starts to get a bit turgid. But once we do, we do get that goal. We seem to be able to dominate the game, but it's actually getting that first goal that a lot of times is a
2: problem is. Who, do you think uh, just for what Jonas was saying there Mark that like, that'd be my only concern for, for Dundee United man, like that, if they do go trying to attack in Celtic with our attacking threat Mark that they'd open the, the door for Celtic then wouldn't they you know
0: uh, doesn't it be that Dundee United will come out and go as to see go pure gung ho and attack us that's craziness Paul any team that tries to do that and, Scotland anyway any team that tries to that is going to get destroyed the way Celtic playing, that's a uh, well we'll start off kind of a wee bit edging but I, I, I agree with you this. I don't think you will park the bus as such Paul because it's a cup game I mean if really it's, at some point in time Dundee United have got to try and, try and win do you know what I mean if they've got any hope of getting through so I don't think it'll be like a league game or where it's kind of like a point old days if we can hold them out for a nothing each I think they'll need to win if they're going to get through either team so, there will be a bit of an attacking play coming to phase, Don Dean Issa, no doubt about
2: it. What has Tony Walsh done with Don Dean since he signed Modwin? He was doing very well with Modwin. Has he been the same with Don Dean since he came?
1: Yeah, he's been really good for us. Um, like He's not scored as many goals, but see his overall contribution. I saw a stat actually that I think before he arrived, it was two wins or one, two wins in 12. But since he's came in, it's only one defeat in ten. So he's helped and He's got a number of assists, and he tends to he sort of plays off the left. He's not an out-and-out striker. He sort of plays off the left, like he did with Motherwell as well. So his overall contribution's been brilliant, and he also the ball also sticks up front with him as well. Because Mark McNulty and Nicky Clark aren't the, aren't the biggest, so the ball sort of it's hard for them if they're up against three halves. So Whereas Watt's got a bit of physicality about him when he gets us up the park. So, yeah, he's made a huge difference since he has came in. Yeah, his overall contribution.
2: And another thing I had on is, is Fuchs uh, a big last year in midfield since since he left? Have we been missing uh, his defensive play in, in midfield, breaking down the play like he did at Celtic Park? Like, we were very pressed for him. And we're actually surprised, Mark, that Celtic actually didn't look at him at the time. Ah, uh, we thought it's a bargain for Celtic Castle.
0: No, I mean as I say, it was Mikey that kinda of drew my attention to him here, like a while back. And I really like every time I seen him I really liked him and apart from his tackle on McCarthy Paul, he was immense that game at Celtic Park. I'd have given him my money the match without a doubt. Yeah, no,
1: he has been a miss for us like eh, because he brings a wee bit um he, he was the sort of the sort of boy that had like the energy to get box to box. And I was just, just for the sheer amount of ground that he covered, like he sort of, he was a bit of a loss. But we got Kevin and in, in January and he's sort of starting to find his feet after, obviously, I don't know what you lads know, but he had like a sort of kidney transplant and stuff like that. And he'd been out of the game for about 18 months. But he's starting to sort of get up to speed now. And you can see that he's a quality player. He's not got the same engine as Fuchs, but he's, he's the difference between him is, is he's more, he's a better footballer, like as in a ball player. And he's a better passer of the ball than Fuchs. So what he lacks in getting round about the park, he makes up for in in his ability with the ball. So he him coming in has kind of softened the blow. But yeah, like most teams would miss someone of Fuchs's quality.
2: Oh, well, like because the time I saw him against us, like he he just controlled uh, that midfield, Mark. But we were always saying Celtic kind of struggling to midfield areas. Fuchs was kind of a nightmare that we. We would
0: have needed for that position, wouldn't we? He? it's you know? like your midfield battle, man. Paul. I, well, I keep saying, it. if you, it's, that's where you win or lose games in that midfield battle. And mm-hmm. Fuchs, I, well, maybe no one have got a lot of players coming back. But I I'd have, I'd have said, Paul, I've definitely been looking at Fuchs because they've had that a lot better squad. And I mean, even there, have they James McCarthy. When's he going to get a kick on and get get some game time? I mean,
2: we're mm-hmm. at the
0: business end of the season, and we've hardly seen him.
2: Uh, well, do you know What do you think of that situation with with, with James J- McCarthy? Like, is like there's obviously quality there, but it just seems doesn't have kind of walked on for Celtic. It's probably one of those ones
1: where, like, it just boils down to the simple fact that the guys that are playing ahead of him just now are better and are playing better. So you go with your you go with your strongest team. You know what I mean? I don't, like, like I say, I don't obviously see as much, and like you, lads will know a lot more about what's going on behind the scenes with you boys. But I just think, obviously, you play the guys that are playing well, and because you're mm. on a decent run of form, you're playing well, so you're not going to go and shuffle the game just to get someone a game, you know what I mean? So, yeah, the, if the people that are playing just now are better, then you play the people that are playing well.
2: <laughs> Back another team, too, I, I've done, and this fella has been. On our radar as well for a few times, and he's really caused us pain in in, in a few games. Is 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 the Dundee United keeper Seagrass, You know I can expect another top game from him again tomorrow night.
0: Uh we know that. Didn't we? We know before we even go to the game that Tigris is going to have another good good performance at least, because it was not just against us. Paul, as Jonas tells you, he's doing it every week for Dundee United. And- I mean that's a big party, but we're going. To, we're going to have to get by Seagrist as well. We're talking about the defence and how they're going to set up. But Seagrist, I mean for me, is one. He's in the top three keepers in the league. He really is, without a doubt. And oh, will be it's always a struggle to get goals up, goals behind them, Paul. And it's just going to be the same again. I think tomorrow.
2: He's a top man for Jonas, and, and he has been for years. Like, what, what's his contract situation? Are you negotiating? Will he, Will he stage think, or will he go? Or? I think
1: the the club
2: are in discussion,
1: so there's I, I'm not sure what the offers like, but I believe there is an offer on the table. Um, however, we signed the boy Carl Johan Eriksson, the Finnish international, in January on a two and a half year deal, and you're not going to sign a keeper of that sort of quality either, if it's if to be a backup. So it's probably preempted the fact that Benji probably will leave, which is fair enough. And I don't have anything against him if he wants to go and go somewhere else and earn more money and further his career. Because at the end of the day, he's not really played at a massive level. So this is probably about the best level that he's played at so far. And he'll not be on huge wages with us. And he's never let us down either. So it's not the case of if he leaves, you're sitting there raging, being like, oh, he's a money grabber. He's went and chased it. He's done his service for us boys, and he would go with our best wishes if he did. Did go.
0: Even if he uh,
1: goes, even if he goes to Ibrox Oh well, well, uh, that's about the only place you'll know get. I know they were <laughs> the sn- I don't.
0: I don't know if they've offered them a contract, but they were just. Are uh, they? They're certainly sniffing about bit To See what the but situation is.
1: The thing is, though, it's one of those ones where it. it might just be. I might just be lazy journalism, just putting two and two together because he's a contract, and they've looked at the age that McGregor is and thought, oh, we'll just throw two names together, so. There's never really been anything conk. No, there really no. You don't even know how much substance there is in that story. Whether it was just to print some articles off during the transfer window in January, so I don't know how much actual
2: standing any of that has got. Like you know, no, he's 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 a he's a like what Mark was saying. It's not just that when we saw week in week out, know, he seems to be performing for for Dundee. Like this fellow, Mark has has been making some saves against us. Like hasn't he? Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, he has I mean we, just to Paul we've in the live chats and that during games I spoke about it these keepers always seem to have like worldly performances against us but Segrist uh, Segrist has been one of the best keepers I've seen against Celtic in the last couple of years in Scotland without a doubt consistently every time he's played against us and even have kept an eye on like Dundee United games because we talk about them quite a bit with honest when he's on own, and I've always been impressed with him Paul I would th- I've said it before We take him to Celtic But the only way He's going to come to Celtic That's to sit on the bench
2: We were going to say Jonas Like the way Joe Hart Has been playing this season And the experience He's after bringing To, to the Celtic defence Alone and, and just to the first team Like We, we couldn't see Seagrass come into Celtic Just to sit on the bench You know And even if he wasn't like, To come in as We say Backup keeper trying to break into the 14. Could you see that happen or does he want to be playing at the top level now? I think he wants to be playing just like by his, his sort
1: of character and the way he conducts himself and the way he speaks in interviews and stuff. He's quite a sort of laid-back lad, quite a humble sort of lad. But he's also said that he wants to, like anybody in any sort of career, really, they want to go as high as they can, especially playing football. But the thing, is, I think what probably makes him not Sort of suitable to the way you lads plays. He's not actually he's not the best with his feet, and he's quite slow with the distribution, like sometimes. So you you, you what I've noticed many time I've watched you lads is he gets the ball and play quick, hard, oh. and like you know, they start very fast. Whereas Seagrass isn't the best technically with his feet, so that would probably harm. That would probably be a reason that he wouldn't suit your style of play. He's a, he's a better go. He's a better shot stopper. Like he's not. He, they talk about modern-day goalkeeper something to be great with their feet. He's he's good. He's a great shot stopper and he's decent at coming for crosses, but he's probably the weakest aspect of his game is with the ball at his feet, so I don't think he actually suits the way that you lads play anyway.
2: Like that's interesting, Matt, because we were saying uh, about Joe Hart that because he's tights, we, we should be see him more coming out man in his area. Uh, we, we saw at last week against Livingston, but... Like what you're saying there, like Seagrass is, is comfortable coming out, gathering the ball. Like, do we need a keeper, Mark, that's comfortable on his feet, do you think, or does, does that the uh, way Ange wants to play?
0: Uh, I think we need that, Paul, just for the way that Ange wants to play the game. Uh, for hmm. me, a goalkeeper's job to stop goals, Paul. You know, anything, anything else feels really a a bonus. I mean, if it's a perfect keeper that could. Play like, do you know what I mean? Day based jobs. Is it wouldn't be in Scotland, basically. Do you know what I mean? It's like that. You're at that kind of level. If you're a good goalkeeper and can play with the ball at your feet, you're not going to be playing in Scotland. Kind of thing, no. Well, Joe Hart's in late 30s now, but if you're a young keeper that's comfortable doing that, other teams are going to be looking at you because it's it's the safe ball. It's just it seems to be part of this modern game about goalkeepers. But I prefer. I mean, Fraser Foster. Do you think Fraser Foster would have got an Angie's team?
2: I don't know, Mark, yeah, the way he wants to play, yeah. I mean, He'll Fraser play. Foster, was, he's
0: a big lumpy a lad, great goalkeeper. And we've see, we compared, we're we talking about eh, Hartnell coming for the ball in the box in that ball. Foster was right in there for, throwing himself about to get the ball and things like that. Hart doesn't seem to do that. And...
2: Brendan just bought in that lad, uh, De Vries, there at that time, because of Craig Garden wasn't good in his feet, Mark, was this? Uh, yeah. Aye, and look how that worked out. Big <laughs> oh, like, big like Doris. Jonas, uh, I just wanna get your thoughts, uh is of, of Tam so Courts. Like uh, this season, like you would you were so promising at the start of the season, getting some good results against us, Rangers and and stuff like that. But you're sitting in seventh place, but like you said, there's only one point uh between your yourself and, and fourth. are you happy with Tam Courts at the moment, the, the way you're playing or would you would you expect more from from Dundee now? Uh, to the, the
1: the thing is, his remit at the start of the season from the owners, or was to get top six because of the money that we pay out in our budget and stuff like that. And the size <laughs> of club we are, right? Top six is, is would be not getting that would be disappointing. It would cast a doubt on his probably on his position. However, I think what's helped. If it, let's be realistic. Apart from the top two and maybe Hearts, who sort of they uh, had a different yeah. spell at the start and pulled away. It's very sort of inconsistent between, like you say, they wouldn't only, I mean, even going back to going to Aberdeen in 10th, there's only five points between 10th and 4th and there's one point between 4th and 9th. So that yep. tells you that everybody in this sort of middle of the league has been inconsistent. And I think there was a statistic that nobody else apart from the top three have actually won three games on the spin all season. So it's just been really inconsistent, you know what I mean? And I think it's helped, I think it's helped everybody because nobody's been able to string together a run of results to pull away. So, um, but we've got a reasonably favourable run-up in the the final part of the season league-wise. We've got St Mirna away, Hibs away, and then the Dundee Derby at Tannadice. So we should have enough in those games to get the points that we need to to finish top six. We don't have to f- face either of the Glasgow clubs or anything like that. So we should be targeting enough points to, to finish in the top six anyway. And if Tanquarts achieves that, it's probably a job done as far as
2: what the board's expectations were at the beginning of the season. That's what you would said, Mark. That they should be up there hitting the the, the top four. The the Dundee United shouldn't they? Like
0: they should be uh,
2: waiting for that. really third some place. Paul should for me should be like a battle between the
0: the Dundee United, Aberdeen, Hearts, and Hibs. I know uh, that's four teams vying for like one spot kind of thing. But I mean that's really but that's like your top six, isn't it? You've got Celtic, us, Dundee United, Aberdeen, Hearts, and Hibs. And apart, as Jonas says, apart from the top two, it's a kind of mixing match. Do you want to say it's just luck, Paul? A wee, a I mean, wee...
2: we can see there, Mark, in the middle of the table. Like no, no, any, like...
0: any team can beat any other team. That's it's, why it's so close and tight. You know, like one point between seventh and, uh,
2: and fourth is it's not, Mark, isn't it? It's, it's achievable to get there. not it? It's ninth and fourth, Paul. I mean,
0: I'm looking at the table now. St. Murnier in 36 in ninth place and Hibs are 4th place in 37 I mean 1, to see 4 teams all sitting in 36 points you know what I mean it's that tight as Jonas says nobody's building a bit of any kind of momentum at all They're just oh. dropping, dropping picking up points one week dropping points the next a wee bit of consistency and Jonas says the next 3 games they've got seemed pretty well, like Jonas would like to think they're capable of winning the series, that would maybe give him a bit of space in there.
2: Like this is his kind of first senior job as well, Jonas and like the the football he plays for me, like it's it's very impressive. You know, he's about the only team that I see that that came to Celtic Park and practically attacked us. You know what I mean? And you have to give him bravery for such a young lad who wants to bring in. Uh, a full culture into into Dundee United you
1: know Yeah I, th- I think the thing is as well it's one of those situations where he, he, he's sort of the modern sort of management and the biggest criticism that we've had this season is sometimes it's been a wee bit sort of pointless possession just for the sake of having possession so there's been a lot of sort of sideways passes on the halfway line between the centre-halves and the defensive midfield and we've looked at our best when we've, we've been direct and we've got the ball out wide and we've attacked we don't necessarily have the players in the middle of the park to... and When Dylan Levitt's fit, then yeah, we've got the sort of pass inside of it, but when he's been out the team, especially with Paula, he's out now until next season as well with Achilles injury, so we've not had the players to to go and sort of play that sort of expansive pass teams to death kind of football, and we've scored a few goals the last couple of weeks, Liam Smith against Hartsley about 25 yards, Levitt against Motherwell from outside the box, so I think we just want him to shoot a wee bit more at times as well, you know what I mean? But, like you say, it's hard to be overly critical, like, eh? Because we're we're still within touching distance of what our target should be. well I
2: think we can relate uh, to that too, kind of... Right, uh,
0: the pointless passing in the middle oh, of the
2: park,
0: uh, like you to be. It, it was Rogers that kind of brought it in, wouldn't it, Paul? Mm-hmm. And again, it's back to this kind of modern manager kind of outlook i have got in the game. Uh, I'm, not good, I'm not a great fan of it. Just keeping possession. You keeping possession for the sake of possession? It doesn't. It? It's not even entertaining when you're watching it. Paul just passes, passes, be five-yard passes and that. No, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just like out- just going to touching next season
2: if he gets. Uh, into into the top six, like do do you would you like Dundee United to, to, uh, to stick with Tam Court or bring in a more experienced manager? Or
1: I think if uh, uh, Tam Courts will be here, I think next season unless he doesn't meet his targets, and then if he end up in the bottom six, if he has a poor run, in there he might be questioned because the one thing about the American sort of ownership is they are quite ruthless and tend to if you don't meet your targets, you're kind of they didn't suffer like you. they did the same with Mickey Mellon last year, he saw I mean, his remit was obviously to play a more entertaining brand of football and he paid the price with his job. So I think if he if he achieves his goals, they'll stay because you need a bit of continuity and the structure that we've got, the club is very much a head coach working under a sporting director and that's the model that the owners the owners have committed to. So I don't see there being a change unless there's an absolutely disastrous end to the season. And I mean, you've got
0: to give him a chance to get his own team as is well isn't it, Jonas, isn't he? Aye, I mean, he's only had the summer transfer aye, window aye. In in January. January. Exactly. Like, I mean, <laughs> kind
1: of had the transfer
2: window in the start. He's you had the interest. Yeah, he needs, another.
1: he needs to be given at least another summer where so he can get some more players in again. You know what I mean? So that'll have gave him two summer transfer windows. Because January is a hard transfer window to judge someone on because it's very difficult. Nobody wants to let their best players go unless... And if you, unless you know you're sort of
0: you're willing to pay stupid uh, money, And Dundee United can't afford to go and do that. Really, can't you know, sir? No, uh, exactly. The January wind is a bit of dead. You're fishing about for who's available and loan and who's maybe in a free transfer, and that rather than rather than players that you actually want. You're looking at players that are available that you can maybe yeah. shoehorn into your team.
1: Exactly. And the reason there's a reason that people are available in January. They're either not getting a game at the club that they're at. Or they're a free agent, or there might be things like they might have attitude issues or fitness issues, or you very rarely pick up pick up great players in January because because like you say, nobody wants to let their best players go, and if people, clubs are scrambling around it's either because they're in a relegation battle or they're looking to offload people that aren't on in their plans, so yeah it's a very difficult window to operate within
2: And the areas you honest you think that you need to improve next season going go gone, gone by season, but we're
1: we are probably the second or third lowest scorers in the league, so the striking department, but also the creative mid, I'd like to see a, a number 10, a sort of playmaker that can cut defences open, another winger, and then um, one or two strikers as well. It's the attacking area. We've been defensively solid. We're, we've are got, mm-hmm. least, I think, the third best defence in the league, but we're also the second lowest scorers in the league, second or third lowest scorers, so... Go and, win games, win. and the problem we've got is if we go behind if we concede I think we've only overturned I think we've only came back and won once from being behind this season and we came back to draw a couple of times so normally our goose is kind of cooked if we concede the first goal hence why I'm saying that it's important that we don't concede early tomorrow it's hard enough trying to come back against teams like Livingston and Ross County but it's even worse trying to come back against boys. You lads would like the different quality of player, especially if you go behind, you know. So the goal-scoring area and the creative area of our team is, exact, is what needs addressed.
0: Well, all, good, all good teams are kind of built on that foundation but you know, so what you're saying about maybe right, give a ch- another ch- like a chance to build something. If your have defences, you no know I mean? If you're saying the defence is solid enough, just let them work something and try and get it. A couple of decent attackers, and you could probably kick on next year.
1: I mean, it's, for what you're saying, you it's no like major work the team's needing. No, it's not needing a massive. I mean, we've got we'll probably lose Benji in the summer, so we've got Eriksson as a replacement. But we'll need to look for a number two. That's, You've got.
2: Mark, honest, sorry, you're looking at uh, that's good planning by by Dundee United. Like that, in the event that he has that Benji is going to leave, he had the replacement there already. Do you get me? You're not you're not stuck in the last at the end of the season with no goalkeeper, you know what I mean? you're you're planning uh, the event if he does leave, do you know you know? But yeah, that's,
0: if, that's what happens, Paul, when you've got a, a director of football and things like that behind the scenes, isn't it? Yeah, because
1: the, we've got a recruitment team, it's the Tony Asgar and then there's another lad. I think there's three of them that work on the recruitment side. But I think, like you say, we're looking at we rumors rumors that we're, we're offering Alan Forrest James Forrest wee brother a pre-contract which would be a good signing because we're needing with McNulty's right, yeah. out of contract he's only scored two goals so I don't know if we might not be offering him a new deal so that would mean that another striker would need to come in Nicky Clark's at the age now where he's a decent sort of backup striker off the bench but we we'll probably need two strikers Dylan Levitt's probably going to go back to Man United as well who we've got on loan who's our main creative influence so there is but, but like I say I'd like to think that there's work going on behind the scenes now to identify targets because we know we're, we're going to be losing players come this summer.
2: Mark, uh, there's a player I wanted to mention to you, and I, want, I think he seems to be always uh, away from a, a red card or, or, or dangerous tackle. Is this, this lad Butcher from Dundee, I no, said. Uh, no, I see Brian on, the, like,
0: Brian on the live chats mentioning him what as well.
2: Type of player, though, in they, does he cut more hassle, you more? Has to be honest with these tackles. Are
1: see, see to be fair, right? As far as Butcher's concerned, right? He probably gets a bit of a he gets a bit of a, a bad rep. He's not actually as bad as what he's made out to be because that that tackle obviously in, against Turnbull in the first game, sort of because of how publicised it was and it was live on TV and and it sort of dragged on for days. He kind of got nailed to the cross, but he's actually been playing centre half. When f- referees, no intus, you know, yeah. because of that cast vintage. Yeah, yeah. Correct. And then the thing is, he's been playing centre half, and he's actually been really controlled at centre half, and he's playing quite well. I, we actually, like, you ask most of the United supporters, we actually prefer him as a centre half because I think his legs have gone for playing central midfield. He's just a wee bit too slow. You know what I mean? He struggles against. He's okay That's when he's easy. facing the play. Don't tell start- you
2: honest, if- Losing these legs And that's why These kind of leg tackles Kind of common as well If he's Correct. Kind of laughed that bit of, Yeah Yeah because so he's, he's
1: like just done, He's that's just turned 30 or 31 So he's never been Blessed with great pace And when we first had him When he was 22 He was a defender And he sort of got moved Out of centre half Because he, he was a wee bit Too reckless But he sort of matured And I think as a centre half he's, he's actually His best position now and he can be used as an emergency midfielder if if they've got injuries and in that. But he's not as dirty. He gets a bit of a bad rep. He's not as dirty as, as he sort of gets made out. We watch him every week. You boys have maybe got, like... You've seen him on the odd occasion or whatever. You maybe remember a couple of incidents for when he played against Celtic. But, like, the overall picture's nowhere near as bad as what, like, the media and that make it out to be. The...
2: <laughs> so, Mac, we know what Jonas is expecting from, from Dundee United. Are you expecting... Similar things on the Celtic, all attack, and the way we've done so far after the winter break.
0: Uh, just I think we'll just continue the way we've been playing, Paul. And I hope it's we'll continue, continue the way we played against Livingston. We said there was a few dodgy wee results in the past couple of weeks, but if we, I've need, disrespected suspected Jonas and Dundee. United, if they turn up, Paul, and play the way we play to our, the best of our possibilities, we we, we win. Do you know what I mean? It it'll it be a, it would be a freak result if Dundee United day win. But as I said earlier, in the cup games anything can happen, but if Celtic turned up and played to our best Paul, we should get through. Just can we
2: go with Mark can we go with uh me, or Gio Marcus to the centre. I'd
0: go with Gio Marcus. I would I'd just if for me if not gonna be fit if Keigo's not gonna be fit it's Gio Marcus if he's fit, Paul. I, I, mean, he, I know he scored against Livingston, but for me, I just don't think he's that cent- central defender, eh, central fo- centre forward role. I, I don't like him in there at all, really.
2: Jonas, who you know, so would you. I think it doesn't really matter who we play to you with, uh, do you know I mean? But like, GMAC does look like a goal threat since he's came back from the winter break. He scores some Vight, he goes for Celtic, and what? he's a threat for, for any, any defence in the, in the Scottish League at the moment.
0: Jonas probably knows me a bit before he came. I, was, cause I know Mikey I had so probably the two of them had spoke about him. So what do you think, him, Jonas, after he
1: settled in a bit? I think he looks like a good player. I mean, for a striker, he looks like he can take goals with his feet. For a guy of that size, he probably just put down. He probably think, guy you can hoof crosses in the box if he gets it around with the head. But he seems to be decent technically as well. But in as far as we're concerned. The boy Maeda would probably cause us more problems just because he's quick and he's 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 technically good and he does a lot of running, he's got real pace. Whereas C Mulgrew at thirty six, Mulgrew's never been blessed with great pace, and Ryan Edwards at six foot seven and the same with Ross Graham, he's about six foot five. Our central defenders aren't blessed with great pace, so we would probably prefer Jacka Marcus just in the sense the physical battle and like but, like, you know, Mulgroon Edwards would fancy a wee bit more of the aerial sort of physical side against him rather than having to deal with a wee nippy striker with Definitely good movement that's always wins. in be- between the lines. So, I think we would actually probably struggle more with someone like either than we would with uh, a i That's just looking at it that's from the way we our defence is built.
2: That's what I think said. Right? Like, if he's going to be playing off the shoulder of your centre backs, and, and if we love the ball, if we love the ball or we defence, like, they angle Belgrue's not going to catch him, but Edwards isn't going to catch him, you know? No, they're like I said, they're all big they're all big, strong lads that are good in the tackle and
1: good headers of the ball, but they're not great when they're having to face their own goal and run back towards their own goal because how many people do you know that are six foot seven that have got great pace, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're nineteen or if you're twenty nine, you're not gonna be massively quick at just with that height anyway, you know what I mean? So I don't think that they they like the sort of quick nippy players that yous have got would be, pose us more a problem than someone a bigger build like, and that isn't maybe as quick.
2: Well, I've seen that consortium tomorrow night. Uh, just for what 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 Yawns to say there is is Dundee Dundee night is heights, uh, and we're kind kicks off our, our free kicks. In that's right.
0: That's especially with Charlie Mulgrew hitting
2: them in Paul. Yeah, I mean we know if Mulgrew's
0: capable with a set piece, of how accurate that can be with his crosses and stuff like that. Set pieces the best. really, and really de- defending set pieces is really, really
2: important for us. The more you know, he's definitely one of the best, yeah, uh, free kicks, uh, but
0: deliver, free kicks. delivery, uh, definitely, really. as he I always had that in him, Paul? I mean, even when he was a youngster, he always had that kind of sweet left foot about him. But that's as that's my major concern. The more I the set pieces because we're. We're, we're really, really struggling with them. I don't know why, and that's how I said in the forum, I would go with skills. I think we've got to try and get some height into the team somewhere. I mm-hmm. think that's as well. I think that's maybe the community. Angie's thinking, of Paul, without we, that we're be pulling beat on as well. i
2: just going to ask you that, Mark, do we, like, I just want to get, get from, from the outside, like, like you've seen Karen McGregor playing for Scotland, and he seems to be playing more of a forward role for Scotland, and with Celtic, he seems to be playing more deeper. Like do you think Celtic are losing something of Carl of McGregor when he's playing more in that deeper role? I think the difference is when he plays for Scotland though.
1: Scotland are don't dominate games the way Celtic do. A lot of the time it's quite 50-50 with Scotland. So Scotland tend to set up the like sort of again to cover like do a bit more of running and like more defensive a couple of defensive sitters behind McGregor so he can be pushed forward. Whereas at Celtic you dominate probably the possession and against probably ten out ten or eleven of the teams in the league. So, they're, they're, you, you know, what I mean, and you've he can sort of just afford to give it to the guys in front of him that are sort of more creative. So, I think it's a different situation when when he plays for Scotland because it's an entirely different game and it's an entirely different team. He goes from Celtic where he's used to playing dominating possession to where in, in some Scotland games you, you can be. Up against it, so I think it's hard to compare if you're losing anything because it's a completely different style of play and a different situation
2: he's in with Scotland. That's interesting, Mark, isn't it? To, to hear from the outside about about Carl McGregor, you know, that it's totally different uh, the way Scotland play and the, and the way Celtic play this. It? Well,
0: I, I, just, I don't watch Scotland games, so I, I wouldn't really know, kind of thing, but it's. The, we spoke about it, Paul. Where is McGregor's best position? Mm-hmm. And Stephen, you were talking about a uh, young boy butcher, the young boy, the boy butcher. There, if he done DNA to his buttons and that, Paul. How many times did I say to you about McGregor and his buttons? Mhm. And it's it's just I'm, that's one of the reasons as well that sitting in the deep line well, isn't he for uh, McGregor. Can't do that job for me for that reason. His is he's really, really poor. I know, like any time
2: he's kind of played in. in, in in there as well Mark we kind of lost these midfield battles didn't we you know like i say if Fuchs was there now tomorrow night like, never know Kevin McDonald, we could lose that battle if, because Dundee nice for our, our physical team that's why I think Beaton kind of needs to play there Mark for a bit of hoist in, in that team tomorrow night I well, Paul I think that's why one of the reasons Beaton's
0: been, been put into the team is to add some height I keep saying it as well Need to try and get scales in at left back as well for that, because even though uh, Carter Vickers and uh, Starfield, are, I mean, they've set up a good solid partnership. And if, if, if Carter Vickers stays, it's only going to get better. But none of them are your kind of big dominant centre halfs that are going to win a lot of balls in there. I mean, Carter Vickers is a big unit. I don't, I don't know what height he is. He's certainly know six foot seven in that. But Jonas is talking about the Dundee United boys, but. We just really, really lack height in the team and as I said, the more I need with Charlie McGrew putting crosses and corners and that into the box, so it's, that's Dundee United's best chance for me to get anything for the game.
2: Do you think, Tam Courts, you be honest be saying that the Dundee and players, you know, get the ball into the box, get the ball into Tony what with his height against this uh, Celtic defence?
1: I think, to be fair, I think it's not just Courts. I think any opposition manager that's watched that's Celtic, that's Celtic this season would be targeting set pieces and crosses into the box because, like you boys have said yourself, you can concede a lot of goals from. And whenever I've watched Celtic, like whether they've played in Europe or if it's been if they've been on the telly or whatever, and then I've seen them concede, it tends to be from a set pieces, from what I can remember. So, you, you, every team's got some kind of area where they're a wee bit, of, wee bit of vulnerable. Um, so uh, you would go, you would obviously try and exploit that. And like I said, we've got Ross Gaym, Ryan Edwards, and. That are both six foot five plus, and then you've got Mulgrew. But to be fair, Mulgrew actually, if Dylan Levitt plays, Levitt tends to take the set pieces, and Mulgrew's in the box for his aerial presence. Anyway, he doesn't actually take a lot of the set pieces. He takes direct he kicks when he shoots, but he doesn't actually mm. take a lot of deliveries. So he'll probably be in the box as well if Levitt's fit tomorrow. But if he's not, then it'd be probably Mulgrew on the deliveries. Well, but
0: he must Levitt, be he must be a decent player there if he's taking Charlie Mulgrew off his set pieces, Jonas.
1: Well, Levitt is it? Yeah, Levitt's got a really good delivery as well. Like I say, he's the young lad for a man, United. He's he's picked up for Wales and he was in the Wales Europe Europe like you know, European championship squad and that at only nineteen. So the guy's got ability like and he does put a good ball into the box, so um him and Mulgrew alternate though, it depends on where the three kicks from. If it's from sort of the left side it tends to be Mulgrew. But Levitt takes the bulk of them if he is clear. <laughs>
2: You're also just going on, like, the winners of, and I think I might say this now, Mark, like the winners who win the Cup, and if Celtic Rangers win the Cup this season, the runners up would go, is it the runners up and go into Europe? Ah, yes. I think <coughs> ah, yeah, they just
0: changed that or something, haven't
1: they? Uh, there's an extra spot, so up to fifth place, I think, can get into the Europa Conference this year, because depending on who gets to the Scottish Cup final, if the team that gets into the final... So say it's Celtic or Rangers If the team that's playing them Is either in third or fourth And the league is already in a European position And the runner-up gets an extra position If they're not in a European place So say we were sitting fifth And we got to the cup final And even if we lost the final We would still get Europa Conference Because the team that we were playing Uh, against Was already in Europe See that used
0: to happen The batting But Paul (laughs) Paul caused the olden days When I was younger But it was was, But that was a. what was that cup that
1: stoked years out? The cup-winner's
0: cup? I know the not cup and all that kind of aye, stuff, aye. Right. But the cup-winner's cup, see cup, like if Celtic and Dundee United won the final, but Celtic had won the league and then still won the cup. Dundee United went into the cup-winner's cup. Winners cup. Mm-hmm. And, and that, for me, totally I mean, see really, that's what, that should be. There should be a European place available for that, in, in my opinion. Because Steve what Jonas was saying earlier on, Paul. Scottish Cup and the League Cup are two to... Look. I mean, there's St. Johnson. St. Johnson won bases in the other year. And they don't get the credit for that. They deserve I don't think. I mean, imagine, Jonas, how happy you would be been if Dundee United won the two Cups in one year. Oh, it would be, be
1: unbelievable.
2: I, be, I really? I
0: mean, that for me, that was unbelievable for St. Johnson to do yeah, that. He
2: didn't get the team back as, as he should have, shouldn't he? No, I did
0: no, they really didn't get much praise as that or and I think that was a bit a bit snidey, the Scottish press, basically. I really did. I mean, and for these smaller teams to uh, give them the getting of getting the kind of far into the qualifications or whatever it is into a European competition, which gives them another incentive to at least try and reach the final kind of thing. I mean, it's like they're St. Jo- did St. Johnson get into Europe or that?
1: Aye, they did, yeah, because they played against Galatasaray and that did this, so they got into the Europa League in that. high. Oh, right, that's, yeah, they my ar- that's my
0: argument blew out the window then. <laughs> I didn't think there was European places the last few years, I didn't think there was Euro- European places tied into the Cups.
1: No, I think what had happened though was, bec- if, I, if I remember correctly, so Johnston finished quite high up the league last season anyway, so I don't know if they qualified for Europe by their league position, but... They were definitely in the because I remember them playing against I, d- I can maybe
0: you I can remember them playing them as well.
2: Yeah, so they, worked, they did get into Europe. So, to be honest, who were going to the the Conference League? So in the league, is that if, if, would it be fifth and fourth, and fifth go into to Conference I League So I think the way it works this
1: season, if, if I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure without looking this up, but if it's just like, if it's not, not, like if the information kind of comes out, it's like into yeah. You know, so if you if you win the league. You're definitely into the Champions League group stage. If you come second, you go into the Champions League playoff round or the round prior to the playoff. If you finish third, you're into the Europa League second, like third or fourth playoffs. Then the fourth gets into the Europa Conference. And then I believe if whoever is in the Scottish Cup final, if they're already in Europe, then the team that comes into the Scottish Cup final, the, the runner up, if they're not already in Europe, gets into the Europa c- Conference qualifying because of an extra. Plays based on based on the cup I think that's how it works But you'd have to look it up yeah. yeah, I'll, throw,
0: I'll throw a spanner in the works then If it's a Celtic Rangers final
1: Then I think what happens then Is the team I think the extra European plays Goes to the team in the league That finishes fifth It's mean, great, it's,
0: great isn't it? it's crazy the way it works I saw yeah, it nowadays I think, I think, It really I think,
1: is
2: Again Mark I'm I, speculating here I'm not 100% yeah, I'm sure Because i am not actually looked, looked
1: up. up The permutation But, but I believe that's <laughs> what it is <laughs>
2: I think you're right, because you know, I was reading up about like I, I couldn't kind of make sense. It's like 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 going by one point, you're honest, uh, to Hibs, you know, to yourself. Like you think you get that fourth spot. Like, European football for Dundee United would be great. we saw in the Conference League, it's still European football. You no, know, like 2012 season, I think, was the last time Dundee United were in uh, European football.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it was either that or the 13-14 season. But yeah, it was something... That's probably was the right actually 2012 13. But the thing for us as well is it's massive for us financially because even she going back 10 15 years, the trip to the arm to a, Eastern Europe somewhere wouldn't have been as appealing because of the logistics and the money involved to get there but there's that much money involved in Europe now that even if you can get through a couple of rounds of qualifying the the difference it makes to your actual even that's the difference between another good player coming in in the, in the yeah. transfer window you know what I mean for clubs like us that could be the difference between getting one quality player or an extra couple and so it would be a
2: huge huge for us to qualify for Europe It would, back would not it would be huge for for Dundee United fans to uh, to experience their uh, European football, and it'd go good for Scottish football as well, Mark, to have a few teams in in Europe. That would be. I Me, mean, I'm
0: a, I'm old enough, Paul. I can remember Dundee United and Aberdeen being forces in Europe, and it just it's. it's it's, a, it's sad, Paul, that there, it's a, that these, like, I, I keep calling them weird teams, but you know what I'm talking about, yours, that, that, that There's this man, it's it's because like, in the Champions League, Paul, over the last few years, it's obstacle after obstacle with qualifiers and this kind of thing and that. And it's not fair when these teams that have to play in these qualifiers, you know, these con, con, convoluted systems that they work out. How you qualify yeah. to this one, or you can fight to this one and get into this one and that. It should be this is what happens, and so even if they need I mean to expand the league. Like, 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 why? not have
2: week, uh, in, in July? You know, I you mean, back in the season. Why
0: not have like I don't know x amount of groups or something? Work it out that so that you maybe you're playing a, maybe for every week during the first kind of half of the season you're playing midweek Saturday. Like in Europe, Europe, Saturday, Europe, Saturday, Europe. Maybe you're doing that, but make it so that, like, if Dundee United they win the Scottish Cup, they're guaranteed European football is some description between, like, the start of the season and Christmas. Yeah,
1: getting, like, into the group stage of either the Europa League aye, or, aye. or probably the conference
0: straight. Uh, what, whatever it is, Jonas, that's what I mean. Just say, right, if Dundee United win the Scottish Cup, they get into the, the conference league stage They get into that, but they're into the group. They're into the group stages.
1: Yeah, without having to
0: play eighteen rounds
1: of qualifying.
0: Exactly, that, exactly. You're
1: covering you know, the length and breadth of Bresa, Europe to to get
2: to to get to the group stage. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> it. Like like Celtic, you like traveling to the back of the honest in the middle of July, and they're not even back at pre-season to, to play. Uh, like like, oh, geez, Paul, like Bodo Glimp like, Bodo Glimp
0: yeah. That's for me. Honestly, Am T comes. Celtic managers and everyone's moaned about, oh, these, these games come too early in the season, these games are too early, we've not got enough time to prepare. Bodo Glimp blew that blew that clean out the water for me, Paul. I'll never accept that as an excuse again. Never. Mm-hmm.
2: They really tore us apart, you honest, didn't they? Bodo Glimp for a team that was practically a new team that, that they had last season thing is though, like see nowadays, if you're in European
1: competition, there's no mugs outfits nowadays, gone are the days of the farmers leagues and the part-time teams from like you said, like you know the backwaters of Slovenia or somewhere like that or Bulgaria or, or whatever country it may be like even, you know what I mean These they're all competent outfits these teams like yeah, you know what I mean, so you're you're not up against any any doofuses in Europe these days, like eh, regardless of what stage of the competition you enter at
2: International football, these smaller nations are qualifying for the group stages of of uh, uh, the Euros and they're qualifying for the, the World Cups. You know, I mean, these smaller teams are nations are, are getting
0: but, there. You know, but but seeing are just playing these teams in a qualifier, but have play them home in a way and in a league. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I'm. See these qualifiers. They shouldn't be. See,
2: they shouldn't be. Like, the the Nations League mark or something
0: like this? Oh, can Paul. That, that I don't know. Is that if even that still going? Is it that Nations League? That pure baffled me as
1: well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I actually like the, the 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 whole idea behind the Nations League was so that when it was an international break, you wouldn't be playing meaningless friendlies, and there was actually competitive games. And it also gave the smaller countries an incentive because you could qualify. Your nation's league placing could give you an ex- could get you a playoff or you could kinda of get a second chance to qualify for a major tournament. So I think it's a good thing. But yeah, I wouldn't be against it something like that for Europe as well, where you put all these teams into a hat and say, Right, in July you're playing home and away in a group of four, whoever gets through that gets into over yeah. competition rather than you know, just these one off sort of cutthroat ties and if you, you you lose you're out, you know.
2: Unless you're like Ireland and you slip down a group. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, Jesus it's just, all, it's just party. Kind of, I mean, it's just. every Euro, every league, and every major competition like European Cups and that—they're all, they're all geared for the, the bigger biggest, richest teams to progress and make even more money out of. I mean, they yeah. that Super League raised its head again. I mean, I, I know when that get laughed at the summer, everybody thought that was that dead. I, I, told you, Paul. I told you, Paul, didn't I, That would be coming back. Because I've right, spoken about that for years, I've learned about that off the EDO too and it, that. And
2: it, it, if you event is we in Madrid in Barcelona, never kind of pulled away from us, you know? No, and see,
0: no matter what the English team says in public, the English team's never pulled away from it either, Paul. Mm-hmm. That's, they're still planning this. They want they want the biggest piece of the pie, but they want to control who else is getting the other bits. That's basically what it is. Correct. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Like there's a few people on on the live chat, Mark, that aren't overly confident for the game tomorrow night because of our uh, previous meetings. I barred the game at at, at What was uh, what was it?
0: you called it you want it Tayside. Paul thought we were gonna no T what was it? you called it Tyneside. Tin side, yeah. Newcastle yeah. thought, I think he thought Dundee, and I, Dundee was in Newcastle Last week When we were talking about it. <laughs>
1: That'd be some trick For everybody Going to, go to the
2: in the morning <laughs> <laughs> Would it? <laughs> so we're we're moaning
0: about Going to Australia To play them And stay You know what I mean? We're playing Dundee United Down in Tyneside
2: you nearly the stuff Saying Dundee For Christ's sake Give me a break <laughs> <laughs> I know You've you ironed that out So I'll give you that one. Like. <laughs> yeah Definitely Mikey on the podcast Saying Paul United, Dundee, United, All right, so let's start with that. <laughs> but I used to have it down in my notes, and that's the worst thing about it, Mark. Big, case,
0: big red letters were underlined, and you still done it.
2: Like, Mark, like, club <clears> games, like, they're not like league games, and I think because of the games we played in, bar one, they've been really, really close games. You know, it, it's not going to be an easy game for Celtic uh, tomorrow night.
0: No, it'll not be easy. It'll be no stretch of imagination, will be an easy game, Paul? I can't, I, I can't see that. It'll be, it'll be a tough game. It's always tough when you got up, up there. And as I said, earlier, it's a cup game, Paul. So some somebody needs to win. So that's what the no point of Dundee United just sitting back and hoping to get a point for a nothing each. Somebody needs to score, whether it's us or whether it's Dundee United. So I, I think it should. Be, I think it'll be a good game, and it'll, it'll, it'll not be easy. But no stretch of imagination, will be easy. We'll need to work hard for it. But we need to we need to work hard for them. Everywhere we go the new pool. I mean, usually it's teams. Everybody wants to beat the champions and that. Do you get what I mean? see the new because of the kind of buzz and you know, all the even the way the press and the fans are be and that the new. Everybody wants to beat Celtic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's something there. That just,
2: just, just came to mind. And, and just sorry, part.
0: sorry, but I would be a massive feather on Tam Couttsy's heart if he could date You on this winter? Oh yeah, it'd be a
2: huge.
1: Well. I mean, we got to the semi-finals last year as well And there was no fans But it was actually really disappointing for myself as well Because it's just not the same So if we were to get to a semi-final this year It would be brilliant to be able to get a day out To our actual Hamden With, with like you know, a, a, a support as well
2: You know what I mean? No doubt, Mickey be hanging on there to you uh,
1: Mickey be- <laughs> will be putting on his half and
0: half scarf for that day <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <he'd. laughs>
2: No, I actually, actually, like thought
0: you, a... actually thought you'd have went to the Dundee Rangers game the day, Jonas. Who? Uh, you.
1: Yeah. Nah,
0: no chance. No, you know, get into Dens Park, no? Nah, no chance, mate, nah.
1: Oh, right.
0: right. I nah, thought we'd really have went just because it. What, I mean, nah, you and Mikey what? go to a lot of games.
1: Listen, I hate Rangers, like, yeah, but I'm, <laughs> I'm certainly not going to go and sit in the Dundee end, like, eh. That's just not happening, like,
0: eh. <laughs> Talking about you and Mikey, eh... That, uh, did you see that at, at Atlanta? I pointed Lee, was it Lee Conger and Paul? Yeah, from.
2: Yeah, Mind, was he was was he de,
0: him was here, was, was he the recruitment or whatever it was, Mikey? Eh, Jonas? Yeah.
2: I He's away to
0: that at, at Atlanta, that's your Mikey's Italian team, isn't it?
1: That is, uh, yeah, like I said, I knew about that anyway, because I keep up with, like, sort of what's going on in Italian football anyway. But, um, yeah, I knew, about, like, yeah, that was, um, an interesting sort of movie, and I remember seeing it on Sky Sports actually when it came up. But like I say, he's obviously there for recruitment purposes. I believe that's his role, isn't aye,
0: it? Aye, aye. He was head of recruitment, a chief scout, or something like that with us. But it didn't it didn't really work out too well, did it, no, Paul?
2: Did he have like you, you you look back to it, Mark, and we we put it this way: like he was working on the piece of law as well. Like, did he have the best tools and his resource on the piece of law? Did did do his job
0: properly and no. as i said before as well Paul it was it was guys like Congerton and Brendan Rogers would be part of that team they'd present players to Peter It but it would still mm-hmm. be his decision mm-hmm. you know and that's the thing that's always been about it Peter Lull, It was always more about the kind of money side of the actual football side it. it's a I mean, get us right. He did get some good players in in that, and I hope he does well for Atlanta. But I just, I just thought it was a bit of a strange kind of out the left field kind yeah, of appointment.
2: I'd be honest, I, I didn't realise, be honest, that he was gone from Leicester City. He was kind of a, a, a low profile exit from Leicester City as well, because like, he was always Brendan Rogers' man to go to, you know. Yeah, no, it's one of those
1: ones, eh. It's it's just one of those things. Some clubs fit and some don't. You know what I mean?
0: It's uh, it, it, plus it, as well. You know, you're... Leicester had their own team already in place here. Yeah. I mean, p- people would own about Brendan Rodgers, wouldn't he work under a director of football itself, taking on that? Leicester's got a director of football. Hmm. I know. Um, like a, a story
1: every story, every it's
0: not... every club. I mean, every club, big club, should. I mean, Mikey, we've spoken about it before. Dundee United seem to be better organised behind the scenes than we are, Paul
2: and we spoke that loads of times Aye, podcast. that's
0: like, that's shocking. That is really I mean is it shocking that Celtic are still kinda of in that position with no get much a a system behind the scenes a hierarchy of the club or anything like that.
2: Does your system work like with your director of football like do do you prevent these players the, the Tam courts, like the your your scouts and Then you go to the director of football and he makes the final decision. How does it work there with yourself, with the director of football and players? I believe that's how
1: it works, yeah. So there's a recruitment, there's a chief recruitment lad as well. So the director of football and there's a guy that works underneath him. I can't remember the boy's name, but he deals with recruitment as well. So his job is basically, he manages the scouting network. But we've got a vast variety of contacts in South America. We've just signed a link up with Fulham as well. Like We've got a at the Fulham now to get like academy players share best practice playing breezes in tournaments and things like that. So there's a few link-ups. We've got a link-up with a second-tier side in America as well. I guess West Virginia United or something like that. I can't remember exactly who it is. But yeah, there's a lot going on. So, but I believe that, that is the case that courts will you'll identify a list of players and say, All right, this is who's become available. This is what they're looking for. Are you interested? you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Like Mark... Like- Joe said there, like Dundee It's like this year, Mark, more so than any years we saw Ange taking on this whole responsibility himself. Getting the players in. I Mark he was helping with contract negotiations because we had uh, McCoy in at that time and then we had Nicholson. I don't
0: you think know, I don't really I don't think Ange would have much to do with contract negotiations, Paul. That's really just doing money. I don't think Ange would take I even mean, you know, I think like, even that far would be a bit beyond his kind of rematch, you know what I mean?
2: The point is, I'm saying, like, it's like Dundee United have the set-up in place, Mark, that we're saying for years a club like Celtic should have in place that all managers should be there to to coach the team like Tam Coates is doing for, for Dundee United and have the systems uh, in place. Your, 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 for, team, your first team you manager, know? Paul,
0: your first team manager or head, head coach, whatever you want to call them, it's just, different fancy job titles. They shouldn't need to be worrying about scouting and you get what they should that shouldn't be part of their uh, right we put all our eggs in the hand basket, right, and he's done well but I think he's I think he is is that took is all the kind of work he's been doing in other departments took away if he's coaching the first team and getting the first team ready. But it's eating in his time. Right, he says he lives in breathes football 24-7, but he's got a family, Saying he's time for his family, he he's time for himself. You can't he just put all... It, it, it's like back to the days of Alec Ferguson and Regner at Arsenal and that, giving the manager full total, total control. No club, big club should be trying to do that. I've said that a hundred times, that it's bad, maybe a bit of a bad choice to know because of the situation in Europe and that, but you look at Chelsea... The amount of managers at Chelsea came and went with over the years, nothing changed at Chelsea. The structure mm. of the, the, the structure of the club, and it's like when Frank Lampard left Chelsea, Chelsea's transfer targets didn't change because Frank Lampard left them. Do you know what I mean? There's folk, folk above that, but folk above that position as manager, they're making the decisions. They're deciding who Chelsea's been signing. They've been scouting young players around the world for years. And not, no matter who the head coach or manager is, the Disney changed the vision of these clubs. The days one man running the show are long gone.
2: Do you think it's strange, Jonas, that Celtic don't have uh, a director of football in place, seeing what Dundino, you see Dundee United United have in place? That's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's strange. Every club, it depends on it. What it boils down to is
1: how the owners of the club want to run the club. The reason we've got that situation set up is because our owners are based in America. So yeah. they've got boots on the ground So they've, they've appointed a team to run the club On a day-to-day basis that know what they're doing They're kind of just like sort of the money men They they're not they don't know That much about football so they've got people in That know about football to run the football Side of it which is what makes sense Rather than having someone that Doesn't know how to run a football club or doesn't know A lot about football trying to run a football team So they put boots on the ground To oversee the operation when they're there You know what I mean so it's entirely up to The people running the club and how they how they see best and how they see, you know, the best way to to do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Are you are you happy with them? you honest. The investment they've they've been putting into Dundee United since they came. Yeah, I mean, been like,
1: I've not
2: got too a many reasons to, yeah. for complaint. Like I mean, the courts came out after the
1: transfer window in January he said that we missed out on a couple of targets. We were just just fell short with a couple of targets. So and the thing is going out and paying money for, to Tony that what did. to trigger his release clause and going out at the time to sign the top goal scorer in the league was a statement of intent so the fans can't really argue with that you know what I mean
0: Paul says he's yeah. shite Paul says he's shite but <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> no <I'm, laughs> who, who, some, somebody on here said that didn't they thank you it was me or you Paul I'm saying it was you
2: you know I always told Tony what was a dangerous like I was actually surprised you honest like you said no one wants to let their top players go uh, in January And I was actually very surprised Motherwell Left him go Because they cared, cared It
0: was uh, it's, But you mean. know, a contract In yeah. the summer anyway So I don't really think he,
2: he knocked back A
1: contract with Motherwell And then we, he signed A pre-contract with us So Motherwell Were like well We don't want to have Someone playing for us That's not going to be here Or not committed So I think the clubs Came to a fee I think we agreed A fee It was either 100,000 or 150,000 Early release fee To get him in In January
2: there was something you on the Sunday, the front page there, and I think I think it was Stubbsy He was on it. Um, his friend is um, is a Livingston fan, and he was at the Livingston and Celtic match last week. And Livingston cut Celtic's allocation, just increased the Livingston fans to come to the game. But as we've seen with all kind of Scottish football games. Uh, no, I don't, the you, I don't team think they don't think
0: cut team. the allocation. But I think they just moved them all together to give us other three stands. Was this I'm
2: then sure then that's then what then it, then it was. Empty, empty seats. end up, Mark wanting to live to say should clubs down the, down the basement league like give give these tickets to Celtic and, and Rangers fans coming to to bring in this revenue? I don't think so because at the end of the day, it's your sure it's their
1: stadium, so it's theirs to do as they see fit. And if you think about it, if you're one of these smaller clubs, right, you're, you're already up against it playing against better quality players. If you've all of a sudden got three quarters of your ground filled with their supporters as well, that's making it even more difficult for yourself, you know what I mean? So you've got to try and get any elements in your favour that you can and whether or not you sell the seats, it's up to the home club. Okay, they might take a hit financially, but then off chance they through those three points might be the difference between survival and going down rather than so would they rather take a full stadium and then maybe like you know lose the game anyway or maybe okay don't sell all the seats but get three points and in the long term that could help them stay in the league which financially is a longer term reward than it is just to sell your stadium out one, twice a season yeah, yeah go, I'm the I'm
0: opposite of that Jonas I'm not, I, I know I totally understand where you're coming from here, but I, I just think that they should
1: try and maximise their income. No, no, I get that, yeah. like I mean, if you're not in any danger of relegation, I mean, that's why Livingston and St Johnston and that have done that, is because they don't carry big home support. So it's an argument for clubs like that who have got a very small support, that have maybe only got 1,500 to 2,000 season ticket holders. But anybody from like sort of United, Dundee, Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts you wouldn't expect it Of those teams But you would expect it Off your Ross Counties Your Maybe your Livingstons Your St Johnstons That, that don't carry a fan base Where they would need To maximise income Because that's the only time That they'll get a full ground you know what I mean? Uh,
0: that's, so, that's, what I, that's, that's what I'm talking about Teams like that But you're saying Like Ross County. And I think it Might see as well See like maybe We sit and watch These games on the telly And it's just it's a weird teams And that. it's just like We pockets of fans Just sparse about the stadium do you know what I mean? It's like me and my pals going to like an Aki's game and there's 10 is there but we're in one wee group of 10 seats and nobody's near us for another five or six rows and then there's another wee crowd of 12 fans and then up the back there's another wee crowd of another 10 kind of thing. Even thing, yeah, I think it might even help bring it up I like the home I know what you're saying Jonas if you've got three stands of Celtic fans you're not going to you're not going to out sing them as such but it might be helped that kind of bring a wee bit of my closeness and camaraderie and they kind of wee they fans of these teams.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Like you say, I totally agree with where you're coming from, and that's why a lot of these clubs have made that move. The smaller clubs, like even if Hamilton and I were up that, that, that don't have a big fan base, it, it's pointless having a state It's pointless having seven, eight thousand empty seats and then not make t- make taking any money. You know what I mean? So I can see where your where your point is when it comes to that. Like, yeah, no, I, I agree with your outlook on it from that perspective. <laughs>
0: It's, a, you need, it's something you maybe need to try and find a balance because you, you can see the two sides of the coin. I mean, yeah. football's about making money, football. The more money you make, the more you can spend, kind of idea. So clubs mm. need to maximise how much money they're coming in. But you can also see, I mean, there's, there's guys, there'll be some wee guy at Livingston that says, I'm not moving from my seat, I've sat here every day of my life here. Do you know what I mean? And point blank refuse to do it. And you can see their point as well why should I move just because Celtic or Rangers are coming, blah blah blah, but it's definitely something that should be looked at, even you know, for the, the fans I have something to come in and, do you need, I mean that Dundee, the crowd today, Dundee game that was poor considering it was a cup game
1: and it was Rangers that were visiting the crowd, it was terrible, Winter not it? Quarter final of the cup, but the, the talks were that Dundee had only sold something between 800 to 1,200 tickets and I was speaking to a, a mate of mine, actually, who's a Dundee supporter, and he said that they deserved everything they got today because the fans hadn't turned up. And he also made the point that if Dundee had got a result today, all of a sudden there'd been fifteen to 17,000 people looking for tickets from Hamden. Uh, exactly, uh, exactly. In the you know what I mean? So I, no, I, I totally get his point of view as well. And what must the Dundee players have felt like walking out in front of that crowd?
0: If you're That's a home it.
1: player and you're walking out in front of stands that are virtually empty then you, that, it, it doesn't give you much confidence anyway because Dundee aren't playing bottom of the league they need all the help they can get in games like that and if you turn up to what 800 of your own fans or 1200 of your own fans and there's four, four, five thousand away fans it's not a great look is it? Especially
2: like a Scottish Cup final, you know what I mean get behind your team like from the start like you know what I mean I think that's the first time that Dundee have been in that
1: for well over a decade as well so you would have thought their fans would have made a bit more of an effort but that is what it is, and I can see why people were against it as well. I mean, 30 quid a ticket is pretty steep, especially if you're bottom of the league as well, and you're struggling, you know what I mean? Is that how much is? it was? Aye. Oh.
0: See, that's, you can understand that then, can't you? You really can even... I mean, me and Jonas were talking earlier, Paul, we don't know what it's like here in Ireland. Prices of uh, your heating and your gas and electricity and everything, petals through the roof here, Paul. 30 pounds... That's a so lot of money the new Jonas for anybody really into
1: it. It's a lot of money especially on top of your season ticket as well. If you've already thought about three, 400 quid for your season ticket then you're getting you're having to shell out an extra 30 quid to go to a game against the team. Do you
2: not get any discount Jonas you know, for the, the Cup game for being the season ticket?
1: No. Enough. No. No you don't. No because it's a split gate in the Cup so the Clubs just to you a price. We used to do a Cup top-up so years ago you could pay and I think it was maybe an extra 20 or £30 On top of your season ticket And you got the cup games included But of course when they brought that out I think the three seasons they had it on the go United had one home cup game So you're paying an extra 30 quid, And you got a benefit of it once in three years So yeah. It's a roll of a dice Because you don't know if you're going to be home or away in the cup
0: That's ter- I can't believe that That's the price of the tickets I, we, were, I, we were talking about on the forum earlier on eh? Uh, I'm a great believer, as well, Jonas, uh, that's that uh, Yuli like Honest, the Bayern Munich guy, mm. the quote he came out with about Buy, uh, Bayern Munich, we can charge people 104 euros, and we can charge them 300 euros, So a difference of two and a half million pounds a year to us, that's nothing we wouldn't argue I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but we wouldn't argue that our a transfer fee for five minutes, so why should we put that on to the fans? Yeah, no, and it's it, right, yeah. I was talking earlier, the prices and things and that. it's like I, I said on the forum, see like Celtic win the league and get into the Champions League this year. Next year. The money we're going to get off the Champions League, the rising sponsorships, deals, the revenue we'll get in the stadium and that. I mean Celtic could give fans a season ticket, a deduction of £50 next year, and it wouldn't even cost them £3 million. I mean, that sounds a lot of money. I'm saying only when it even costs them, right? It's a lot of money to people because. But is that such a big thing to Celtic when they're getting three, £40 million for the Champions League, extra money off Adidas? The price, I mean, the package, you're, thought, you're saying it's £30 for that game a day. It's going to be, I don't know, forty, pounds £50 for tickets. People will buy yeah. the packages. It's just money again, it's just, I don't know, it's something, got, I, think, I think that is one of the main things that's stopping people, that's affecting the crowds in the Scottish game is the price of tickets. No,
1: I mean, definitely.
0: You're saying, right, like £30 a day, right, imagine, imagine you and your wife and two kids have got a season ticket for Dance Park, maybe, caught, I don't know, maybe cost you, say, £600 a year for the four tickets, and then you come to the day's game, you and your wife, they're £60. The two kids even with a concession, you're maybe talking ten fifteen pound.
1: No, but it's twenty two quid even for the concession ticket. Yeah, twenty that, two? That
2: was that was. I the mean reason. that's that's shocking even for a bear's right? ticket. Eh? Aye. Good one, Mark. a fellow walking with me. He's going to the friendly between Ireland and Belgium in two weeks' time. It's a friendly match, and for him, his daughter and his brother for the three them. For the three tickets, it'll cost them two
0: hundred ninety euro. That's yeah. madness.
2: Yeah, for a, not even a competitive game as well, eh? No, a friendly match, you're honest. Yeah, a friendly match, and the F E I came out and said that uh, there are still tickets available. Uh, if like, it came up on their website, tickets still available for a glamour friendly with Belgium. Like no wonder there's tickets still available at those prices. No, exactly.
0: but you're saying there. Jonas, at to twenty-two pound a concession for a a family of four to go to that with a man and his wife in two rings. You're talking about a hundred and and four pound. I know. That would have
2: just. That's
0: the boy buy. You a Munich season. That would buy you a Bayern Munich season ticket. A hundred and four pound.
2: You're, you're thinking about the extra expenses then, and to that like. Ah, pub. you're
0: taking away. You're, got, oh, yeah. the, the prices range want. Yeah. A programme with oh this kind of palaver, you've got programmes to buy, food to buy, and things like that.
1: Mm, exactly. Aye.
0: What's the food like at Tana Dice, Jonas?
1: It's not the worst, like, no, nah, it's decent enough, like, in the home end, anyway. I've never obviously started in the away end, so, but I would imagine it's the same. Yeah, it'll be the same, the well,
0: it'll be the same food in that they're getting. The stuff, it's, well, last time I was at Celtic Park, it was Ganton, man, honestly. And I, from what I've said, I've read and healthy folk, it's not getting any better kind of thing The
2: thing is, it's Dundee, nice to be honest, don't you? you so get sorry the, mate, you, you get the glamour meals, don't you? You, go, you got get the hospitality, the, yeah. uh, hospitality. <laughs> yeah, I've
1: actually got that for the Dundee Derby coming up in April But that's from actually before the pandemic started it's, back in 2020 the club We've got that in bank but Is
0: Mikey going with you?
1: Nah, he's no. no oh, I thought he'd have though.
0: sponged onto that one, free, free, <laughs> feeding everything.
2: He <laughs> nah, he, nah, he never paid the money at the time, so he's <laughs> not involved in that. <laughs> you know? And how does it work tomorrow night then? a split allocations is it a fifty-fifty split for the cup game or is it different to the league? Or? I think we've got three sides of the ground, so we've got
1: behind behind both goals in the main stand, and then Celtic have got about four thousand tickets, so you've got like. Along one side of the stadium, so where the tunnel and the dugouts and all the way around, you've got that side of the ground. Yeah, it's not bad, Max. It's uh, not that uh,
0: good, uh, go. uh, but Would you fill it, Jonas?
1: Don't, nah, probably not. I mean, see, right. I don't, see I, don't mean, but, a, I
0: don't mean fill it to the gunnels, but just got a
1: good turnout. You know what's killed us? And our owner came out and launched a scathing attack on the police as well about it was. The police vetoed a Saturday. We'd originally asked for a Saturday tea time off mm-hmm. once we knew that Celtic were obviously they've not been knocked out of Europe. And the police just turned around and vetoed that without even the clubs getting a chance to discuss it. And the united base chairman basically turned around and said that that's going to have a, a massive effect on ticket sales. I mean, Mond- Monday night's a horrendous night because we've got we've got fans that the same as yourself. We've got a supporters' buses that travel from Fife, that travel from Edinburgh, that travel from Aberdeen, that travel from Glasgow. A lot of these people aren't going to be able to make the effort with it being on a Monday by the time they finish their work in that. So you're instantly already... Impact in the crowd. Monday night as well. It's not great socially either. Most boys have got their work on a Tuesday, so a lot of boys wouldn't, will not go for a pint tomorrow night or anything like that. And just the appeal of going to a game on a Monday night has has
2: put a big it's sort like, of on it. Anyway, you
1: know. like uh, I,
2: Mark, like I can never remember like a Scottish unless it was a week uh, play joined week. You know what I mean? It was always the weekends, like, and that was the Scottish Cup weekend. You know, but it's again, it's the TV company. No, we, we just going to see that. We're at the behest now, Mark, of Premier
1: Sports, and they've turned around and said, "Well, you're playing on a a quarter to eight on a Monday night. So if if the crowd's not great tomorrow, then you you, you know why that is because one, the police not back the Saturday, and two, the TV company have said, "Well, we're wanting the game, so you're going on the Monday night." You know but, what I mean?
2: Who said then? you like. People are walking on Tuesday morning. They're probably going to stay at home. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, or you're going exactly. Or you're going to go. You're not going to go for a fight or anything. It's just going to be. I mean, even tomorrow, I'm working to five o'clock, so it'll just be a case of home, shower tea, and then straight to the game. Maybe nip in for one pint, and then go to the match. It's not a good experience. Like you, you don't enjoy it on a Monday night. It's not. Okay, a, nobody wants to play football okay. unless you're off your work, unless you're on a week's leave or something, or you don't work Tuesdays or something. It's a, it's a rubbish night for most people. <laughs> uh,
0: it's it's ruining your kind of your, your by day into it Everybody's got their yeah. own kind of system Of how they go to the games To so go into this pub for a pint On the bus for a bottle of bucket And things like that Do you know what I mean? And it just It doesn't I've been to games like that as well You know in mid-week and you're just like, It just doesn't feel It's like Just going down to the park To watch your pals playing Kind of thing Because all your days Turning up to watch the game You're not having the full kind of Match day experience Yeah that,
1: yeah exactly That but makes
0: it that a spectacle
1: And especially with a quarter final Of a cup Like I, I For that, me
0: it's a tie of the round as well
1: yeah, because it's probably the yeah. I mean, Mother. I mean, there's been the games have actually been the. Aye, the aye was that really was a good, good Aye, and even the Mother, even the Hibbs Motherwell game was a good watch today. Rangers Dundee not so much because it was so one side and that's what was expected. But tomorrow, depending on how it turns out, might be quite an, a decent no, game to watch. As
0: well, when so when the draw, when the draw was made, it was a most kind of glamorous tie, wasn't it? Celtic and Dundee United. Actually, Mark, i can't be
2: honest. If the one team. That
0: I I would like to avoid it. Under United? Mm-hmm. Uh that, but that for me this that, for me this game And even though it's Celtic, it was obviously a big game for me, but for me that's the kind of glamour tie of the full round and yet it's us that have been bounced about to you just say you want to say So, doing it the T V money. I would like to know what kind of money we're actually getting for this premier sports deal. Yeah,
1: I know like yeah, because they bought the rights. Because the Scottish Cup used to always be BBC, on Sky Sports or BBC, and right. it was just sponsored. I had just like it was a, a certain sponsor, but Premier Sports have actually bought the rights and named it the, like well, they've not named it because they've got their own cup, the Premier Sports Cup, which is the league cup, but they've still went and obviously ploughed money into it. So, yeah, like you said, it'd be interesting to see the actual figures on what we're talking for this deal. eh? Just to for a look, for, I mean,
0: we're going about how like. Kind no us personally, but people undersell silver game are not getting value for money for TV deals and things like that. See, unless this is a, a a good few I mean, you only get whoever wins the league. You don't. You get about three million pounds for winning the league. It's so see if this, See, really, if this cup game. You're not at least if you win the Scottish Cup, you're not at least getting like a million pound. You should. You should. Pub shouldn't be standing for this kind of thing, Jonas. You get, get bullied about fixtures and when games have to be played, no, that just for the shaky, in, in the grand scheme of things, pennies really, if it's, get uh, yeah, what well, I mean, if you're only getting £500,000 or whatever, all fame for winning the Scottish Cup, times teams took a stand against these TV companies, mm. bullying is about and pressure this when we have to play games and things like that.
1: And then the problem is as well, lads, it's another subscription that people have got to pay on top of their sky and that anyway. To get Premier Sports, so you're shafting the fans that way as well, okay? because you're having to, with it being
0: on. When we, we, scot- we know somebody can sort you with that, Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't> know that's <laughs> what. But you
2: know what I'm saying,
0: though. Like, no, I uh, spot on. You get, a, you've a, get a, Sky um, Sports. Well, I get BT Sports free with Virgin. I don't know if you do yeah, so if you're on Sky, but you're paying for Sky Sports. You're paying for BT Sports, you're paying for that Premier Sports if you want to watch the cup games and that. And it's a, just fans, geezer money, geezer money, your money. And the standard is actual broadcasting, that's terrible, especially on Sky. The game mm. last week, I've got a wee login for, for Sky app on my PlayStation, so I can go and nap when the games are on Sky. And see, last week, the Celtic game finished, and then that was it. The programme just ended.
1: Yeah.
0: No interviews, no after the match. Stuff or nothing. Just starts that game. Done games are bogey.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: BT,
0: uh, BT were BT were a lot better at presenting Scottish football than Sky were.
1: Yeah, because BT you see Sky, they they still get things like the badges wrong. They get the players wrong. They get mm-hmm. so much wrong. Like you know what I mean. Like even when it like I think it was the other week when we were playing against Rangers on the TV. I think they had the Dundee badge and like it was fucking Hibby badge or something like that. Ken it's just just amateurish. It's just like we're, we're an afterthought to Sky because yeah. all they care about is the English Premier League. Whereas with BT, they had the Inside Scottish Football show on a Friday, previewing the games, had a decent and highlight that's show. You've got that's an, hour,
2: that's
1: that's that's an hour's coverage regardless of what game it is. On Sky Sports, if it's done the United or something, we'll get maybe a 15-minute build-up where, you know what I mean,
2: whereas everybody got the same treatment on BT. You've got an hour's coverage if you were the live game. We're the same unless it's, Selken Rangers match the coverage will only start about half an hour before the game you know what I mean you know with 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 Sky um, an interesting one there that, just another point there that Joss was making that his youngest uh, is a season ticket holder but he works night shifts so like there's another fan Jonas that can't get to the game midweek because he works like there's no consideration for fans with these these, these TV companies you know
1: no exactly like it's, it's like you yeah, say, if you do shift work, if you, if you work a back shift, if, if you work out of town, when you're not going to be able to get back on time, if you're a supporter that goes on a supporters bus that travels from outside your own city, there's so many fans. There's going to be a good two, 3,000 people at least done out of going to that game tomorrow just purely because of the, the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, how long would it take now for your fans, now yours, from we say Edinburgh to get down to you? No, and, and on... On Monday night, sort of rush hour tea time traffic, you might not even make yeah. it. You'd be stuck at the
1: Edinburgh bypass for an hour and a half, you know, so you could easily be a couple of hours just from Edinburgh, depending on traffic. So you'd have to, what, a quarter to eight kick off? You would have to leave no later than probably, what, five
2: o'clock to be guaranteed to make it with the traffic. Half past five at a push. There you are asking your job then, like, can, can you get it out oh, so hour up? Or a half day or something, like, half, you know what
1: I mean? Yeah,
2: you know, like, as they were saying there, like, with prices now, Mark, people can't afford to be taking time off at their own expense for to go to see a match. No.
0: It's just... It's just well, we could sit here and do a full hour and a half show sure, about what was wrong. Right. we actually doing this the more, is But
2: uh, that
0: Jonas says there'll be a lot of guys... There will be, there'll be thousands of people that won't go to that game for one reason or another because of just actually when it is. Whether it's today... I mean, they're they're but Glasgow to Dundee, it's about, I don't know, about an hour and 15, an hour and 20 minutes or something. But as you travelling there, you've still got to get back home. you get I mean, you've got that after the game as well. I like you
1: saying, Mark, it's an hour and 15, out with taking into consideration the rush hour traffic, uh, that you're
0: going to be leaving. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're, you're leaving, as you we are saying, 5, 6 o'clock. The traffic on the motorway is a nightmare. That slowing it down they the they're the work traffic plus they're the football traffic, which makes it even worse. Correct. So it's just a crazy, crazy idea. Just again, just bend over and let the TV do what they want to do. It will just, just be a pittance. It will be, in my opinion.
1: Correct.
2: Hey, Jonas, before we go on, something I want with Celtic now on top of the table by three points. Can you see them going to the end and top of the table and, and win this league? Yeah, they're looking pretty consistently. Like, as long as they sort of don't get complacent and they just keep churning out the
1: results week in, week out. I think they're technically a better side, so there's not any reason they can't as long as they keep their eye on the ball, which I think they will do because they don't have the distraction. They're not in any European competition and they've at okay, the domestic cup competition, but that comes around. That's not a week-to-week competition that you're playing in, so as long as you avoid a bad streak of injuries and things like that and you keep your eye on, on the ball, then there's not reason, no reason they can't, you know? <laughs>
2: And tomorrow, Giannis, uh predictions, do you think we can cause an upset? <laughs> For us to cause an upset, it would have to be...
1: You boys would have to... A few of your top players would have to have an off day and every one of our boys would need to be at probably 8s or 9s out of ten. So I can never know. It's a one-off game, but I'm mm. not very optimistic just because of the way you guys have been playing. If it was the start of the it season, I'd it like, be more that's, optimistic.
2: That's, 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 that's the problem with the... Scottish Cup games and, and, and any 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 Scottish Cup like uh, any cup in the world. To be honest, like league performances don't matter. No, it's so a one-off game. You just attack it, it as a one-off
1: game. You sh- don't go and don't approach it with any fear because anything could could happen in that ninety or one hundred and twenty minutes or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mark yourself.
0: Oh, be a tough game, Paul. But
1: I think Celtic will get through. Mhm. Just
0: as, as yeah. I said earlier, if they turn up to our capabilities, we should. We'll no, be easier that. But I think Celtic's going to be too strong for them.
2: Well, my fear tomorrow night, Mark, is is Achilles' heel. Is, is is the if we give away silly set pieces. You know, I think that they could punish us without doubt tomorrow night if we give away silly free kicks against against Dundee United because well, le, less it. lesser teams in Dundee United have punished us yeah, for it, I'm, Paul. Punished us, yeah, we've seen Livingston Punished us, Mark, Ross County have
0: punished us You know So uh, uh, For me, I said that earlier as well That's the big thing for me, Paul it is. We need to get that, and not just For the more eight Paul, something we need to sort out We've spoke about that before, but Set pieces I've, uh, the, well, Paul's talking about, we've got 6 foot 7 And 6 foot 5 guys, going to be attacking The ball, who have we
2: got to compete with them in there only one of the scales, Mark 6 foot 6 well,
0: uh, I've said it, but that's I'd have, him in the team for, for, for most of all height, the height they he can add overall
2: to the team, Paul, defending the set pieces. Mm-hmm. Because what I've seen, Jonas when when Taylor plays, and we're up against, like it's common sense, any team will do it anyway, that their the top striker would 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 lean off Taylor because of the height difference. You know, I mean that seems to be. An ongoing team with Ange that he picks Taylor against these more physical teams when when we know Taylor's going to be targeted, you know? No, that's correct, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're if you're an attacking player, you you're not gonna
1: automatically want to say right, I'm gonna go and stand next to the biggest centre half huh? You're gonna try and pick out what you think if you can a if we left back or a weed a junkie winger or something, you're thinking these boys are maybe not the best in the air, so if you can get away with it, you're you're trying to go up against the Boy, that you've got
2: a height advantage against, it's just common sense, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it for tonight, lads. Uh, thanks to Jonas as always. Uh, coming on, Jonas, you're a great addition to the the podcast when you come on. Uh, uh, thanks, thanks
1: again for inviting us on again, lads. It's always nice to come and have a gibber and speak about football. I love it. <laughs>
2: that's different. Like, you know, we have to get there. Uh, I know with Mickey being sick and with his wedding and stuff like that, we didn't get a chance to do the. The Scottish football show but we're planning one Jonas at the end of the month. So yeah, you'll join us for that. Uh Mark, yourself, do you want to close the show button? Well,
0: right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks very much again, Jonas, for coming on. Everybody enjoyed and joined us in the live chat. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember hit the like button, leave a comment if you know how, and subscribe to the channel, please. Hell, hell, good night and God bless. Night lads, thank
1: you. Thanks, thank- Jonas. Cheers. Bye. Thank
0: mm-hmm. This episode of the Boys and Bovel podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.